Okay. Hey, everybody. What are you doing? What are you doing besides listening to this podcast? I said I was going to uh, continue this podcast. I kind of got too far. <laughs> but I was I was just having some fun with the podcast. I mean, I was just enjoying what I was talking about. And I was just getting, you know, you just I guess get into the flow of this stuff. I love it. So I said I was going to finish up this particular series. And since, of course, this is the last, what, the last day in May? The last Monday, anyway, in May. It's going to be short and sweet. But it's, I'm going to finish up this, 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 this episode. Uh, so I said I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know who I am by now, right? This is Annette, your host. And I'm finishing up this, this amazing story. My, my experience, it's my life. And maybe you see your, I'm sure that you do. And um, how I, I dealt with all of these things. And these are, I mean, it's not just me. It's, we all have this, this, this process of life, this journey of life. And we all face these things. Yes, differently. But as a human being, if you want to improve yourself and if you, if you, if you are sensitive, if you're sensitive to the universe, sensitive to, to, to God, sensitive to these things about your life and why are these things still happening, then you would want to do something about that. Or here's another reason why. You may be looking at things that are going on all around you, right? Ever wondered why that is? Well, that, those are the things that are supposed to happen in the outside world as I call it, because when people fail to live up to their highest best self, apathetic, apathetism starts to creep in, and before you know it, the world is a mess. That's why it behooves of you to really stop, take a look at your life, not the world, or stop, take a look at the world and look at your life. What is it about your world that you could be working on? You know, you can look at yourself and say, well, I see how things are going on over there. But what about over here, where you're at? How's that going? So while you're worrying about the turmoil that's going on everywhere else around you, what about the turmoil that you have inside of you, around you, where you're at? I'm taking this sucker close to home now. <laughs> you know, before you, and if you have a desire and a passion to change the world, well, yeah, do this one thing first, change yours. Be on that continual journey, changing yours. And then you have greater impact in this world. We have a tendency of telling ourselves all these false stories and then we start to believe them. Your perception of yourself is no exception. Your entire life, your mind, inside your mind has been feeding you these stories about your self-worth or your lack of it. By now, you likely have a predetermined picture of your self-worth. What does it look like? What does it look like? Write it down on a piece of paper. What does it look like? You automatically accept this picture as fact. On a deep subconscious level, you're accepting it. 
You don't even think about it anymore. So you leave it buried in your subconscious and you believe it. Your mind has a lifetime of all of the evidence of truths you have accepted about your lack of self-worth. Do you know that? Uh, like I said, a mole has been made into a mountain and it becomes insurmountable because you've built up over time all of these false truths about yourself and your lack of self-worth. And then it becomes this huge, humongous thing that you can't, that's become so immovable and impossible to move. And it's deeply rooted in your brain. And your brain is searching for that story that you keep telling yourself about yourself and about your lack of self-worth. And it's rooted in your emotions. And it's rooted in the emotions others have projected onto you. So when you're reacting to something, something is triggered and then you react in a way out of anger, out of guilt, out of frustration, out of pain. That's your emotions of others are projecting on you. You've allowed that stuff to stay so, stay so rooted inside of you that it becomes your truth now. You've accepted it because you haven't acknowledged it. So you accept it as truth. And then the universe is always knocking at your door telling you these things are not true. God is always knocking. Are you, are you listening? At the door of your life. In short, you lack self-worth. Your lack of it, I should say, as a pack of lies. They're lies. And you spent your entire life collecting evidence to prove them true. <laughs> but they're lies. And I have, a, I have a saying, don't let those misperceptions become your reality because I heard that many, many, many times. Don't let these perceptions, these false perceptions that, you, that others define for you and say about you or you believe about yourself, don't accept those. Those are lies. They're not true. They're not factual. They're not based on no evidence. Opinions that people have, that's their opinion. It's not factual. And the more that you accept yourself and your self-worth, you'll realize all that stuff was a lie because it is. So thankfully, those poor perceptions that you have, they start to crumble and collapse into a house of cards when actively exposed to a better thought process. That's how you break it down. When you start to see the truth of everything, those house of cards, that mountain that was built up for so many years starts to collapse. When you start to accept a better frame of mind, a better way of thinking. So I won't go into that. We'll, you know, talk about that later, but we all do our best. At least we say we do. We all say that same statement. Oh, I tried. I did my best. I did the best I could with what I had. I believe this statement. <laughs> I believe this statement, but when I, when I, when I look at it, 
but I really do the best I can with what I had. Let me say it again. I did the best I can with what I had. That statement is not. But then you still made the bad choice anyway. I, I, I really did my best I could with what I had. I knew better, but I made a choice to not do better. And then you know it was a bad choice. You went ahead and did it anyway. So you're contradicting. Yes, you did know better. <laughs> your, your mind can play tricks with you, but the truth of the matter is you have to, you have to deal with those issues. You see, sometimes our minds will tell us that, okay, what you're doing is okay. Everybody does this. It's okay, you know. And you, you start to, to, to believe that and you go along with that. Why? Because our subconscious minds and our emotions that have never been dealt with are always going to creep back up. And they're just as involved in our decision-making process. So our subconscious mind brings into mind things that are not true, things that have never been dealt with, things that have never been... Uh, what I want to say deconstructed and it brings it back at a opportune time when it know it can defeat you and then it comes up oh you know you was never going to be good at that anyway because you were told you're not good and then you made a lot of mistakes oh I'll never be that good and then it, it keeps looming in your head and then a decision comes around and that subconscious mind has a way of bringing itself to the forefront. And you make the same decision. Here's an example. We're standing in line for the most intense amusement park ride in the world. Our mind is going crazy with ecstaticness and excitement, feeding us possibility after possibility that this is gonna be good about how we might die. <laughs> You know, I should have said that, but that's the truth. I'm always thinking of the good side of things, but it tells us this thing that we might die. But see, my, my thoughts are always on good things, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So we think about these things, we get these thoughts in our mind saying that, oh, we're gonna die here. So we go on the ride anyway, and then we, 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 we love it. But then afterwards, we're thrilled, we're proud, we're excited, we're confident. But we don't question ourselves and say, I should have known better. I just, you know, because your mind was telling you, this is, you know, this is going to, uh, this is going to hurt you. It's just like when you, you have the, this belief that, okay, you worry and you're worry wart and you worry about something that never is going to happen. You have that in your subconscious mind. And every time you worry, 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 worry about every little thing. Our mind is, is doing those things. Our mind has a way of telling us, just like that ride, to go on that ride. We're proud that we conquered and overcame the distraction of our minds. But what if that roller coaster had broken down for real? Then suddenly we made a mistake, right? And then we equate that mistake with failure. And then we start telling ourselves this dialogue. I know I shouldn't have gone on that ride. I knew better. Suddenly we are filled with disappointment in ourselves when we start blaming and excusing 
ourselves. Not excusing, accusing ourselves. That's the setup. Do you see it? Our failures or mistakes have nothing to do with our identity. These mistakes simply happen when we make a decision to the best of our ability. And sometimes, like I said, you don't always have all the facts and the information. You go with the facts and information you currently have. You make decisions based on that. And then if you, that's all you have, that's all you have at that time. Then maybe a year later, a couple months later, you might realize something different, but that happened then. You can't beat yourself about it by saying, wow, I should have done a better decision. No. It's just like I did with my marketing things. And I made a decision at the time that I did it with a lower grade marketing company that I thought was, you know, halfway decent. And, and what I needed at the time because I was regrouping myself and starting something afresh. But I can never possibly blame myself because I'm making a different decision now. I want something more advanced, something that's gonna get me more of what I want. But I don't look back at that and say I, I failed. No. The fact that I did it in the first place is a success. You know, and as I as my mindset changed, as, as I grew from one belief to the other belief, I started seeing things so differently. I said, why did I settle for that? And I settled for, for something that was a little bit lower grade. <laughs> That's why I don't settle anymore. But I don't blame, I don't fault them, I don't fault myself. I, you know, I don't fault myself either. I just said, you know what? I was aware at the time with what I was aware with at the time. But the more I became aware, ah, make a better decision. I don't see it as a failure. So even if that was to come to mind or any of those things, I don't ever see my success, my, myself as a failure. No. <laughs> even if you messed up and knew that you were messing up you still did something, right? You will make mistakes. That's life. You're growing. Mistakes happen. So move the mistakes to the light, okay? Put them in the light. Learn from them. And move on. Let the mistake teach you. Allow the mistake to teach you a lesson. And next time you will do better. But don't let the mistake define you. Don't suffer because of it. Don't hate yourself. Don't beat down on yourself. My God, there's enough of that going on in this world. Don't do it to yourself. And the whole point is you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. Like my mentor says, Jack Canfield. But then you get a new awareness and everything changes. And you're responsible for that awareness. That's why I enjoy growth. I like my paradigms shifted when they need to be because then I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm becoming more aware. Ah, okay. I made that decision. Okay, here's a better one. Oh, yeah. 
I do not find it as a bad thing. Life happened for me. It got me to learn something out of this situation. And then I did better. So it won't happen again. Let's talk about authenticity. What does authenticity mean to you? What comes to my mind about authenticity is you being yourself, being vulnerable. Authenticity is you being the best you that you can possibly be. Your real self. That's authentic. Your powerful self then. The self that is deep inside of you. This is your authentic self. This is your identity. You know, vulnerability is nice. Transparency is nice. But I learned myself that, again, authenticity is becoming your highest, best self. That's being authentic. It's all those things that are deep inside of you coming out about you, about who you are. That is your authentic self. That is your identity. That is where you are going. What you live that out. When you live that out, you're being authentic. And it's that simple. When you live that out, what is deep inside of you? That's, and then you live it out. That's being authentic. Everything else is baggage. Hiding the real authentic you. And when you define yourself by that baggage, those misperceptions, you create tons of, you add more burdens to the weight and more limited beliefs. And then the molehill be becomes a mountain again. All of these things that say that's who you are, that's who you are, that's who you are. All of these things outside of yourself are not deep inside your soul. When you are fully pressing into living out your authentic self, you will change the world. You will change the world. You know, when you get different things happening and let's say you stand up for something, well, that's being, that's something deep inside of you coming out and saying, hey, wait a minute. If you see some, somebody doing something wrong and you stand up for what is right and you make some noise there and you don't like it, that's deep inside of you, isn't it? That's being authentic. That's being authentic. Something stirs up inside of you when you hear about something, see something, whatever it is, it stirs you up. That's authentic. That's authenticity. People tend to default to an identity defined by possessions and behaviors. Here's an example. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm a technical manager in one of San Francisco's most exciting startups. We recently got uh, the third round of our funding. Or, hi, I'm Bob. I have a wife. I have children. I have an awesome Telsa car and a nice house. We take a lot of vacations. Is that who you are? 
everything outside yourself you do, you've defined yourself by but that's not being authentic I propose that what you have and what you do have very little meaning compared to who you are what you have the job that you do can quickly change who you are matures and develops but the essence doesn't change The job changes, the wife may be gone, but who you are never changes. You could be the finest, talented musician, actress, author, I don't care what profession it is, but that's just what you do. It's not who you are. Are you loving? Are you kind? Are you courageous? Are you imaginative? That's what matters. Focusing upon revealing your authentic self allows what you have and what you do to have full meaning. Work harder on who you are. I always say this, the greatest work that you'll ever do is to work on yourself. That is your most important job. Work harder on who you are rather than increasing your possessions, rather than things, titles. Work harder on who you are. Because those things are titles. They fade away. Did you know there's no such thing as a work-life balance? I may have said that before. When you start separating all of these different parts, oh, I have a nice car, I have a nice home, I have a wife, I have a dog and some children. But that's just things you have. That's not who you are. That's not who you are at your core. You can, like I said, you can be the most talented person in the world. That doesn't really matter. You can have a lot of money, prestige. All of these are false anyway. They're just external things that you've built up over time. I said earlier, um, I think in the last episode, I talked about how everyone wants to feel better. The limiting belief may be that you will feel better once you fix yourself, but the reality is much simpler. It's simpler than that. You are amazing. And you already have a highly efficient vehicle for achieving this life, the life that you want. You don't need a whole lot of things to tell you that. You don't need another this, another that, another this to tell you who you are. Though these can help you improve, and yes, they do. They can accelerate your process. But you have everything deep inside yourself. It's in there. 
and all of these different things that can trigger it to bring it out. All of these different events and circumstances allow you to bring it out to see it for yourself. You must acknowledge that. Your work at the end of your life, that job, is to make your world a better place. What's keeping you from being happy here, right now, in the middle of your process? Or for those of you who are living on the edge, keep doing it, keep it up. There's nothing keeping you from happiness, absolutely nothing. You're not abnormal. You're not weirded out. <laughs> you know, when you realize that there's nothing to fix, you will know that the answer is nothing. There's nothing to fix. You're not an experiment gone bad. <laughs> there's nothing to fix. You just need to really understand that about who you are. All these things these misperceptions you've allowed to define you into defining you and telling you who you truly are. Everything that you could, it's inside of you. It's all inside. It just needs to come out. It needs to come out. And that is, that is your job to allow the real self to be exposed and come out. Allow yourself that, that liberality to come out, to be free, to be yourself. It doesn't take really a whole lot. We just kind of make it harder than it should be. Now I'm one who, I'm an advocate of books. I love reading books, I do. Not because I need them, I just, I just, I just enjoy it. I just enjoy, I enjoy reading books. Sometimes they're the same topic over and over again, but I just, I like those, I like those kind of books. Because in, every once in a while, like I, I, I read something, it's so different. And then it kind of like, hmm, okay. You know, a fresh approach to it sometimes. It's all, with, it's all inside of you. You just, it needs to come out. So it can come out by any means, whether it's a movie, whether it's a book, whether it's somebody saying something to you, whether it's a circumstance in your life, you have to allow that to come out. You know, liberate yourself. So never, never, never think of yourself less than anything. You're far worth more than you can ever imagine. And when you when you when you understand that and realize that then you will understand truly that God is your love. God is love and that so are you to love yourself. Because a lot of us spend so much more time worrying about what other people are thinking about us. We're allowing when you do that, you're allowing them to define who you are. When you didn't need to be fixed, you just need to be aware of who you are. 
And that's why, that's why I read the things I do. I do the things I do. People show me in different ways, you know, different things. You get revelation. People are, you know, the universe is showing you who you are. I have a long list. <laughs> I have a long list. I was just, you know, the whole point is when people ever thought they could have fixed me, fix what? I, d I didn't need to be fixed about anything. I just needed to be myself. I needed to be free from free to be myself. My highest, best self. That's it. And when that doesn't happen, then that's when all the problems happen. That's why I don't like wheeze and compartmentalization because it stifles the growth. It stifles inner growth because you start to limit yourself and you start to get defined or you define your own self by these entrapments. So, done for the month of May. But we got June coming up, so we're not going to get there just yet. But I'm going to continue on with this. And I hope that, um, I hope my story has really kind of impacted you and, and make you think about how invaluable you are. You just need to know that. Know that you are. You know, stop hanging around people that are toxic and negative and all these different things. When you start really validating yourself, you don't, you don't need that. When you start to love yourself, that becomes less important. The only person that matters really when it comes down to it is you. It's who you are. Everything else really doesn't matter because you're the one who has to have peace for yourself and love for yourself. Nobody else can do that. Nobody else outside of yourself can give you the happiness and the love that you want. You may think things do it. I've never seen it do it. You may think something like a profession does it. Nope. I haven't, let me tell you something. I have seen many people who live like their profession is who they are. And that's all they have. I'm telling you, it's something else. <laughs> you know, all these titles and, and, and different things, these outside things, people think, okay, that's who I am. And they define themselves by that. Negating neglecting who they truly are and then years of neglect pile high like a mountain and that mole hill becomes a mountain so next time you and me a date here on the vibe podcast living on the edge all part of the wealth building series signature series it's all about building wealth wealth that lasts so check out uh, the website for 
any updated information, new products coming out. Like I, I told you about that, I told you about the digital products that are available, videos, audio packages, all of that. More to come. <laughs> so, um, digitalvibenetwork.com. And uh, I hope your month of May was great because this is great stuff. So, like I said, we can continue this one because I, I still have some more to say, okay? <laughs> so, uh, have a great month, you know, coming up. We're going to have a great month together. And um, see you next time. Oh, or should I say, do I always say, yeah, I say see ya, right? I say that. But uh, see ya. Mm -hmm.